Ready to do this? Mm -hmm. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Film Bugs Movie Show on this lovely 4th of July. <laughs> I play this just because I knew Clarkson would laugh. The only thing better. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to cut off a song. I'm Jim. He's Clarkson. We are the Film Thugs. Hi. And uh, the only thing better than Yankee Rose. Hold on. That you, you got to love having this shit delay right off the bat while Jim looks for something. But we're just going to play it again in a better version. Oh, yes. And he knows it. Yeah. Como? <laughs> yeah, it's 2016. Yeah. yeah. Look around. <laughs> 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 Yankee Rose over and over again. Barbaric. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Jimmy's Clarks and we are recording on the 4th of July. Hi. Hi. Happy birthday, America. Did you? Well, technically, uh, the 4th of July is not... Technically, this is why uh, people don't come to your parties, buddy. Yeah. Oh, actually, you will find the date is... No one cares. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes, it was signed on the 2nd of July. Great. What sounds Super. better? Super. You the, know, uh, did you get the 2nd of July off mm -mm. for a weekday? No? Nope. Did you get the 4th of July off? Yes, we did. Okay, then solid. And 4th of July just sounds... Bad, yes, doesn't it's, it? It's great. So, what better way to celebrate the Fourth of July than to uh, Italian cinema? Watch the Bicycle Thieves. Now, uh, what we're going to bounce around like we always do with this, but I want to ask because you immediate you just saw, uh, you just saw for the first time. Yeah. Bicycle Thieves. I saw it back in college. I've watched it. You know, I showed it to film history classes. Mm -hmm. uh, discussed it at great length. Your immediate reaction to this film, right off the bat. Tragic. Tragic, yes. That's kind of perfect. Now, from this point on, we're going to be fairly spoiler heavy, uh, but this movie came out in 1948. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, okay. Yeah. Major spoiler. Yes. A bike gets A stolen. A bike gets stolen, yes. Now, I want to ask here, immediate here, uh, the mistranslated title, uh, it's Ladri de Bicicleta, which is the plural, the bicycle thieves. Mm. If it was, I believe it's ladra or ladro de bicicleta would be the singular. Uh. For the longest time, this was just known as the bicycle thief, now mm. known as the bicycle thieves. Uh, more appropriate title going plural, 
or do you think bicycle thief? I don't know. Uh, uh, bicycle thieves would be more obvious. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. That's hard yeah. to say because um, now rundown, quick plot rundown. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's been out for seventy years. Uh, see it? Yeah. God damn it! Hit pause now. Go watch it and come back. How good, was it? Good movie, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Um, so a man, uh, Antonio, unemployed for a long time, gets a job. The job requires a bicycle. He's has the typical histrionic Italian reaction. I should be dead. Right. What the fuck? Why was I, I born? I cursed my life. What why, is this? why did they take me all the way from a Krypton for this? <laughs> and what does his wife say? Hey. Bafangu you. Bafangu we'll, you. We'll pawn the sheets. Right. We'll get your bike back. You'll be good. Out of how, hock. How fucking depressing. When it, when it was like, this is the most depressing shot you'll ever see. And it is the room of just floor to 20 or 30 foot ceiling of sheets of she- uh, of just just rags of bagged sheets in bags that people have been like well we have to eat so i guess we'll sleep take without these. sheets take yeah. these please and it's the largesse of the pawnbroker to be like okay here's a little bit of money for you pretty much uh predictably his first day with the job bike gets stolen yeah then it is the uncaring bureaucracy that is italy uh, unable to help him. Well, yeah. the uncaring bureaucracy of blank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he's kind of on his own. The cops are like, look, what the fuck do you want us to There's do? There's nothing you can really do. Yeah, we're working in teams. <laughs> Get out of my head, man. <laughs> well, no, not much hope for the Eagles or the Credence. <laughs> at, at this Got point, us working in shifts. <laughs> Leads. Leads. <laughs> That, honestly, is the only thing that would have made that rule better. Michael Pena. Yes. yes. Because he, I honestly think we need another, we need to add the, uh, there is the almost rule with the Delroy Lindo addendum. Yeah. Any movie is immediate, any movie or show is immediately ba- made better by the inclusion of Edward James Olmos or Delroy Lindo. I kind of think Michael Pena he's falls in that there. category now. He's, he's that, um, that kind. Yeah. You know I know. See, I was at this wine tasting, mostly red. You know I don't like reds. I'm more of a white guy. But there was a Merlot. Save the day. Had a rosé. It was delightful. <laughs> Save the day, man. It was delightful. He yeah. is the man. And then you put him in end of watch, and you're equally. Wow. Look at uh, you. Yeah. So his bike gets stolen, uh, and then it kicks off the. Uh, you know, unf- uh, if you want to see bureaucracy in action, and not in action, but in action as right. one word, this and. Uh, Investigation of a citizen uh, above suspicion. A guy, we're in that where a cop kills his girlfriend. A cop played by Jean Marie Valente, who fucking a is great. Uh, right. And then he basically does everything he had to get to confess or get caught. And the cop's just like, "Well, nope, don't know what's going on here. I, I killed her. I don't know what that means." <laughs> mm. they, She's resting. <laughs> they search everywhere, fucking all over the place. They can't find it. No. Nothing. They find the guy who stole it, but can't do anything. Can't do anything. It, just, it is the powerlessness. And basically, this movie could also be changed to how a good man is broken. Right. Because at the end, what does he do? He sees a bike, gives his kid Bruno a few lire. Yeah. Meet me here. Tries to steal the bike. Gets caught. And right. it ends with him disappearing into a crowd. Which, what I love is De Sica's idea with the Vittoria De Sica with Italian neorealism, 
which I'm a huge fan of because I'm a realist. I love right. realism and stuff. Um, it was meant to capture what post-World War II Italy was like. Done. Yeah. And we have this weird, like the rest of the world's reaction to the end of World War II, and they're, they're not reaction, but their uh, condition after World War II, hmm. a damn sight different than America's. Yeah. We how much rebuilding did we have to do after World War II? None. Not much. Yeah, we'd kicked up a massive industri- uh, like industrial and manufacturing base. Mm-hmm. Uh employed a bunch of people, had a bunch of guys coming home that we were like, "We want to give you jobs." Well, no counseling yeah. for the mind-shattering PTSD that is a part of no. your everyday life. No. You're just going to fucking pull yourself together, man. We didn't have our cities leveled by the blitz. Yeah. Uh, in turn, we didn't have a town in, you know, we didn't have Dresden, USA. Yeah. That yeah. was completely burned to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Where the bodies um, were stuck under, so many bodies under so much rubble. Anyone staying in occupied Germany at the time had to stay outside the cities. Yeah. Because the stench was so bad. And I said, like, like, we don't get shit like, oh, during the Blitz where they had to go stay in the in, in the underground tunnels. Yeah. For us, that always, like, for the longest time when I was a kid, I was like, oh, what? That's like when there's a tornado warning and they tell us Big we have to go deal, lay in a European bathtub. Civil War Part 2. Then you find out, oh, no, it's because London was getting bombed to fuck yeah. every night. That's right. Honestly, the British stiff upper lip, that is more of a just fuck. Uh, what, do you, what choice do you have? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So here in the U.S., the end of the war was an immediate beginning to a boom. Huge boom. It ended our depression. It gave us oh, yeah. all of this fucking amazing opportunity. It carried well into, what, 70 yeah, easily, easily. And then things started kind of going off the rails. Yeah, not not talking about you, New York. Things yeah. are real bad for you then. Yeah, all the way. Oh. But, uh, Man, looking at footage of what New York used to be like, like holy shit, New York. New was York was fucking, almost bankrupt. Yeah, and it was a cesspit. It's so. just fucking filthy, disgusting cesspit. Um, but then, now you look at you know, I remember uh, eight nine years ago being in Berlin and mm. being like, holy shit, this is the most fucking modern city i've ever oh uh, yeah. it's almost like this city is just about 60 years old yeah just about <laughs> hey where are the old men to tell me more stories <laughs> i'm looking no. for a classic old building literally there it's like yeah. eddie Izzard used to joke about you know i read a newspaper article about a theater in miami florida whose interior was being rejuvenated to look uh, being redone to look exactly like it did more than 50 years ago. No. <laughs> no one was alive then. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, you look at that shit in Ger- Germany's gorgeous. Ber- Berlin is beautiful. Sure. But you can see, wow, this has been yeah. fucking rebuilt. My friend Sam, who grew up there, would mm-hmm. tell me all the time, there's real old people. Yeah. Not me, no old men. Yeah, there's no old men. There's no old buildings. No, no. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm amazed that there's, just from looking at pictures of the Blitz, I'm floored that there's any old anything in London. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, shit. It's just a... Yeah. Just a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. All the way around. Uh-huh. 
What's weird from shock that sh- waves of that particular war? Well, we just oh, won't ever not no. feel those. Yeah, but we, but at the same time, we just don't really understand them either. We're as so Americans know from no, it. Yeah, especially forty-year-olds now. Oh yeah, no, no. seeing an interview with a guy from the U.S. Army who was like, "My position was I was watching the Leaning Tower of Pisa because they were using it for a base and all this, and I was the one who'd give the command to destroy it." Yeah, if it was necessary, like. Could you imagine being a 22-year-old? Like, oh, yeah, just tell us when we destroy this uh, global landmark. Yeah. Didn't, um, what was the story about Notre Dame? Hmm. They were they were going to blow that to kingdom come, and they just yeah. couldn't do it. I, I think, I don't know if that's. Who knows? Who knows? Only- that could be myth. I could be pulling together fragments of other stories I've heard. But so- All that I know is in Paris, uh, the French get a lot of shit that they don't deserve. Uh, yeah. A whole lot of shit they don't deserve. My hat's off to the Frenchmen who, when the Nazis rolled into Paris, were like, cut all the cables on the uh, on the elevators for the Eiffel Tower. Just cut them all. Yeah. They're not putting a fucking Nazi flag up there. Cut the fucking cut them all. Just yeah. well played, sir. Do what you got to do. Well played. It's the smallest thing you can do, but it's also <sighs> the only thing you could do. Such a fucking... Such a... I, and that's one of those where I love... There's an article from Cracked that... Is fantastic, and I joke with my students where I, I, I'm a huge fan of looking at causality and tracing cause and effect throughout sure. things. And it's like 9/11 can be blamed on a ham sandwich because uh, the plot to kill uh, Franz Ferdinand fell mm. apart, and yeah. one of the plotters was sitting at a cafe eating a ham sandwich when Franz Ferdinand's car pulled in front of him, went out and shot him in the head. Bam! World War One happened, yeah. which led to World War II, yep. which led to the fracturing of yep. the Eastern Bloc, which led to the Soviet Union rising, which led to the rise of the, the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, which yep. led to the U.S. going in there and training people. And one of them turned to, turned out to be not, not as grateful as we wanted him to be. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not so much. At all. Um, but looking at Italy, and what I like about this is De Sica set out with this movie to make the most like ground up fucking surface level this is what it is like mm-hmm. uh, I love movies that are for escapism the only time I like confrontation in movies the Oliver Stone school can confront uh, is when it's real when I mean, it feels realistic speaking of Stone as a yeah. slight aside as we oh, do yes you know he has a new movie coming out right no I do not Snowden Oh, is that the one with Gordon Levitt? Yes. Yeah. Snowden. There was a time when I was I, when Oliver Stone was my favorite filmmaker. It well, was just we, we both like talk radio a lot. Yeah, it was just before. Well, it was right when uh, Natural Born Killers came out. I've mm. never been a huge Natural Born Killers fan. No, me neither. I looked at the shit that he did with you know the filmmaking style alone on shit like Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah. And uh, even, you know, after uh, JFK had some interesting stuff, Nixon. Which, oh, JFK yeah. has a lot of interesting oh, yeah. stuff. There's it's, a lot of... Talk fa- about escapism. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, it's, yeah. It's fine time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we both uh, avowed fans of uh, talk oh, radio. Oh, no, absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> and just if, just as much a fan as how it's shot, even yeah. though it's all Bogosian's show. Oh, yeah, yeah. It as is. far as uh, the script and all that. Yeah. But um, how it was shot, how it was characterized by the other actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's Oliver. I'm going to go into this bag. Yes. Later. I have somewhere a uh, a printing, like it might even be a first edition of the play talk radio that has like original production photos in mm. it. Nice. Interesting stuff. That, 
That's the movie that ugh, fucking come on. There we go. Uh, almost as much as that's a Coca Cola shit. No, no. What the fuck? Ah, Blood and Honey. Sure, we'll do that. Uh, almost. Almost as much as a face in the crowd, that's the movie that you and I want to adapt the most to a new version of. Oh, yeah. Like, talk radio. Like, we need to find a way to shoot that. Enlist Joseph to, you know, we will write and produce a podcast version of talk radio. Where the fuck did my bottle opener go? However, Oliver Stone lost me very quickly after that because he stopped making movies for a bit. Is my fucking bottle opener over? Oh, there it is. He stopped making movies for a bit and then did U-Turn, which I didn't care for at all. And then W and... Yeah. And then we get into the the movie version of so much left and right stuff mm-hmm. of villain fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Where it... And I have another movie I can even tie uh, uh, fishtail this Do with. Do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah, I never, I never saw that, but it looked interesting. Uh, I some like people were Tina. disappointed by this film because mm-hmm. it wasn't funny enough, right? Or it wasn't political enough, one way or the other. And it uh, really isn't. Yeah, um, of all these kind of movies, it's it's about a a, a journalist moving to uh, to do embeds in Afghanistan, uh-huh. based on a book called The Taliban Hus. Uh, Shuffle, Taliban Shuffle. Almost a better name. Yeah. yeah. But Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, okay. Right. Um, that was originally the name for Frisky Dingo. Was it? Yeah. And then somehow it just morphed into that, and <laughs> well, I like it I think it Frisky better. Dingo's better. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Drink it in! The, uh, the way that the situation, the people, and all that is handled is, uh-huh. is very even-handed. Yeah. Like, these evil people <laughs> are uh, in Afghanistan have about as much to do with it as these evil U.S. troops have. Right. Take, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. a, it's just kind of cut down the middle. Is People are people. Yeah. They do what they do to get it through the fucking day. Yeah. And that's kind of it. There's assholes on either side, but... And that's what gets me... I, here's what's weird to me about anyway, it. Anyway, it's, uh, it's a good movie. I recommend it. I think that most Americans fall into that middle area, but the vocal ones don't. Most and people it's a vocal, do. Yeah, it's a vocal minority that for some reason we're paying a lot of attention to. Right. Uh, That's it, why when people criticize the extremists of a religion, yeah, you have to keep in mind that most people are just like anybody who's, yeah. who has a religion. They, yeah. they kind of go through, go through they the pick motions, the stuff they yeah. like, or they do it for social reasons, uh-huh. or they just kind of do it because everyone Fuck else does. Fuck you, pray with your kids. Fuck you, pray with your kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have assholes that take it too far. Yeah. Yeah. But I never criticize necessarily the people right. practicing, and I criticize the faith yeah. behind it. Uh-huh. So, with my criticism about uh, anything evangelical yeah. Christianity uh-huh. or Islam, right. I always level it at the source yeah. material rather than the people yeah. that are just looking flawed yeah. human beings flopping about <laughs> in their bit of time. Right. Right. Well, what's so weird is now it feels like. Even though most people are middle of the road. Or Catholicism. In yeah. case someone thinks, well, yeah. what are you picking on? Yeah, Catholicism. Don't worry about it. You yeah. don't want to get me started on that. Yeah. Ask Jim's dad. Yeah. Why is there all this AIDS in Africa? Well, because condoms are a sin. Thank you, Pope. <laughs> Thanks. Super.
Great, great. Some great. old virgin told me I don't need condoms. Your nation should not be sovereign. Let anyone in that wants to come in. Yeah. What about yours? Well, not ours. Yeah, not ours. Not ours. Yours. We, our specific nation in the middle of Italy that's surrounded by some of the most insane walls you've ever witnessed in your life. Nice walls, Pancho. Mm-hmm. Very good. And if so we were, important. If we were to talk about the richest nation per capita, Vatican City. <clears throat> What? What do you mean? This entire solid gold room? Yeah, what do you mean? The room that has every painting that Michelangelo ever did? No. Feed the poor. Yes, feed the poor. But people are middle of the road, yet for some reason, there is a rejection of movies that present even-handed... even-handed versions of things. Saying. Poor it's fucking so film fucking... Didn't, have a sh- didn't have a chance. Yeah. It's not hilariously funny. Yeah. It's not a devastating drama. Yeah. It's more just, look at how... How bad and good things are. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like if like W. I remember watching oh, part of W with me with you. <laughs> oh, and, fucking Dreyfus. Yeah, Dreyfus. Did you ever hear Dreyfus interview on? Uh, oh, what the fuck is that guy's name on Stern on One Hundred and One? Uh, Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas. No, <laughs> I know that Richard Dreyfus is a for real life crazy person. Richard Dreyfus has a. Um, very liberal, opinions. conservative, you know, middle of the road. Uh, well, yeah. Blah. yeah, he has definite opinions. Uh-huh. He talked about well, there's part of us, all of us that are, are Cheney, and he drew from inside himself or some shit. Okay, sure. Whatever you did, it turned to this uh-huh. great visual for audio. Yeah, ah, and that translated you just growling, literally one lip up, sneering. <laughs> I will tell you, though, tied into the Cheney thing, the funniest shit. I have a, a friend, a Scottish friend, whose dad worked in the oil industry all the time. Mm-hmm. And she was living in England. She had no idea. She didn't fucking know what was going on with Bush or anything. Uh-huh. And I said something about Cheney, and she was like, oh, yeah, there's like, wait, like the guy, wait, Dick Cheney? That guy, the guy from like Halliburton and all that? She yeah. was like, genuine, oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, my only real problem from that movie is... Fandy Newton's portrayal of Condoleezza Rice is one of the most insulting portrayals I have ever seen of a human being in my life. It is a minstrel yeah. show. Like her it's or not. It's a minstrel yeah. show. Like her or not, Condoleezza Rice, kind of a brilliant woman. She's perfectly fine. Yeah, fine. She's Rice, really for God's smart. Sake. Yeah. Going after Condoleezza Rice is like, wait, really? She's going to go one... after Dana Perino next? <laughs> She's the one that's like, everyone kind of... Everyone likes it. Well, do you ever watch Veep? If not, you should. You'd love it. But um, there's Hugh uh, Hugh Laurie pops up as this guy that everybody loves right. in politics. He's just like, everybody thinks he's great. Who is that? I, yeah, there is Who's no one. in real life? There is no one in real life because we become so is stupid Is he a about politician? It. Yeah, he's a politician. Oh, then there, no. Yeah. No, there is none. No, no. But with this. The one you're thinking about right now? No, no it's not. No, no, no. It's one of those things with Barbara this. Boxer. <laughs> Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. You'd you'd be the one who has to tell me about that. Pocahontas. Look, I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be a huge, great thing. We're going to do one. uh, I'm going to build a wall like you've never seen. You mean Pocahontas? Has my Trump gotten better? Or is it just. You got to pull your jaw down. I just got to pull it down a little bit. It's. It's sort of like a pussy version of Vito Corleone. A little bit. Look, we're having a great time here. It's, uh, you know, I'm going to. I have to repeat things. As uh, mm-hmm. I heard on Stern this past week, they had a, uh, a guy doing Trump and a guy doing um, uh, Bernie uh, Sanders. Yeah. The, the debate. And the guy broke down yeah. the impression he does of, uh, of yeah. Trump. Like, you 
repeat sentences, escalate adjectives, and pull your jaw down. I'm like, oh, of the, course. The line that he threw out, those two guys didn't at midnight. Yeah. It was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But they, the, they do their own show. Yeah. and they, he, he, Stern didn't just have these guys in. The Trump line that I love is like, I love the Japanese cry porn. I love it when they cry. It reminds me they lost the war. <laughs> like, that line is the weirdest, but like, what? <laughs> oh my god! The so snort good. is almost as good as the as the tee hee hee hee. Uh, oh, that's good. Although nothing ever got a tee hee hee. Sometimes I just uh, no matter my hands. Sometimes I just I hear music and I direct. Uh, I I conduct a an orchestra. The caged bird sings for Walmart and six. Yeah. Like that is the most into that's, a laugh I've seen you vanish. Yes, but this movie. What's great about it is it doesn't present. It, there is no comment made about the war. This was forty eight. Uh, zero this was actually on the heels yeah. of the war. And everything, every aspect of Italian life at this point was basically dictated by that fucking war. Abs- well, since uh World War One. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. they just got completely crushed. Yeah. Demoralized as a nation, uh-huh. the economy was getting fucked by capitalists and then <laughs> fucked by communists. So uh-huh. they didn't know what to do. Yeah, they had to squeeze out a third way. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't work out so much, but nope, um, nope. nope. It, it kind of kicked up a little bit and then crushed down again. Yep. So uh, they were living through the aftershocks of two wars. I mean, yeah. all of Europe was. Of oh course. yeah, yeah. But you can really feel it here, where it's just. <laughs> It's well, reduced to people in the one of the hottest parts of Europe, uh-huh. standing around in suits, just staring at people. Yeah. Yep, nothing else to do. Because the guy, even though he stay, obviously he um, um, staged a lot of the stuff to make it look a certain way. Uh-huh. You really get the feeling that is exactly what's going on. Well, because at three in the afternoon. Yeah, because the dedication in this movie was he he. It's like Sullivan's travels. Except it's somebody who was living it saying, I want to show everybody. I These people, not it, it, it wasn't, uh, people need to understand what poverty is like. And I'm going to no, make no, a no. move for them. This was him saying, these are people I know, and God damn it, they, de- they deserve to have their story told too. That's it. Their and, story yeah, told, they not a story yeah. told to you mm-hmm. using them. That's the difference. Exactly, yes, yes. That's the difference between this yeah. film and whatever the yeah, fuck is Yeah, so many out. other things, yeah. yeah. Because it feels so real. The guy that they cast at it, he, uh, the guy and his son were cast because of their walk mm. and because of their faces. Right. And to give you an idea, the guy who played Antonio couldn't like couldn't find work afterwards. He wasn't an actor. He got pulled right. into this, and then it was like, oh, you're that movie guy. But, mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, that guy had like, that guy is matinee star handsome. Oh, he. There are there are parts of this film where if he's not speaking Italian, mm-hmm. it could have been Grapes of Wrath. Oh yeah, yeah. And much more, he very much, much more, it. much more the the Tom Joad of 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 that book in my mind. Oh yeah, than Fonda. Yeah, he does fit Tom yeah. Joad. Per- yeah, it's perfect. His fate because and also with that he's seen the shit. He was yeah. in it, so you're yeah. just seeing life. Now there is a story I do not know if it is true or not, but I'm going to embrace it as though it were because I was. Bruno, fucking great. Bruno Kirby, but fucking mini me. Bruno Kirby. Um, for everybody who sees this movie, loves Bruno because sure. how do you fucking not? The scene where Dad slaps him and he cries and he walks away. He's like, "No, I'm not going to be with you." I'm crying and he's in tears. He was a tough fucking street kid, basically. Yeah. And Desica, 
couldn't get him to cry. The more emotional it became, the more it was like, no, I can't. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Fuck right. that. I'm not gonna. And so DeSica spent a day picking up cigarette butts off the ground. And just picking up and just filled. He, the kid took his jacket off and filled the pockets with these cigarette butts. And they're trying to get the kid to cry, and he won't. And DeSica reaches in the pocket and pulls out a handful of cigarette butts and basically goes, you think you're too good to cry? Look at you. You're picking up cigarette butts off the street so that you can smoke the last little bit. You think you're too good to cry? And the kid fucking crushed the kid. So the tears you're getting is just, I'll give you something to fucking cry about. It's the product of real abuse. I'll give you something to cry about. Your mother, yeah, she cheated on your father and never loved him. (coughs) These cigarette butts I collected from the floor of your mother's apartment. (laughs) They they were left by the Johns. Who fucked him for Bastard. You oh. fucking hurt me. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. But goddamn. And it highlights the problem with movies where if you're making a movie, people are like, like Todd Berry uh, in one of his averages. I got a, there was a notice on my, uh, on my apartment door. Where we're going to be filming a movie on the street. If you could, please delay all your packages. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't get the medicine that I need. But we need to pause things because they're filming the new Kiefer Sutherland comeback project. I really think he's going to make it this time. <laughs> it, it, it's the, we need this, so goddamn it, we're going to fucking torture it out of you. But I, I like any movie that is made, and so much of the shit that's meant to show everyday people's lives is so goddamn condescending. Oh, yeah. By nature, it's just the most condescending yeah. shit ever. This at no point did it ever feel either condescending or judgmental. No, Battle of Algiers is ju- more judgy than this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just more like, yeah. okay, I'm going to set this up for blocking with my with my extras and my principals. Uh-huh. But other than that, yeah. if, uh, if little Bruno Kirby almost gets killed twice... <laughs> Hey, that's, yeah. that's how it goes. They didn't even judge that weird kid in the restaurant. No, no. And no, if the there fucking, was ever a character that needed judging. The, the geek that would bite the heads off chickens. The geek who basically, let's be honest, was this movie's version of the kid whose glasses got fucked up in yeah. uh, 400 Blows. Yeah, pretty much. By the way, officially, with that mentioned, this is the most pretentious episode of the film it is and we weren't even trying to be yeah Yeah. here's what's weird about it is the number of the amount of movies we're 30 minutes in before we even talk about the movie this is one that I was like I just want to talk about this it's one of the few movies that when it's over it's like I really want to fucking talk about this thing some I mean beyond something like 400 Blows where even though he's just filming Paris Uh he's not just filming Paris yeah yeah he's kind of not kind of. He's setting things up just so we're like, okay, yeah. here's a slice of life. Winky face. Right. You right. Know, in this one, yeah, he framed it. Uh-huh. But you can feel almost like a frame on the fly. Like, yeah, yeah uh, that's good. Go. There. We need that building in the background. And go. And go. It has all the... The um, the trappings. The tr- the time the time taken to, to frame as you would with your iPhone mm-hmm. that I did taking pictures of New Orleans. Yeah. Like, oh, that's... A cool-looking picture. Let's yeah. go. Not, wait a minute. Yeah. I need this moving in the background. Uh, I need th- it, it's not uh, uh, Arcadian. Right. You know? Yeah. We need depth and a thing moving in the uh, back. All of the thing that he did with this was, 
I'm get, we're going to set up everything because orchestra real life doesn't look real when you film it. No, no, it looks boring as fuck. And so he what he he did time did just fucking time consuming orchestration of mm-hmm. movement, and then set up a beautiful frame. We're just going to sh- oh, then frame it was like here, okay, go. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, everything he's shooting as far as the the uh, the settings mm-hmm. and locations. Pretty much just point a camera anywhere yeah. at that point and go. And then, it, that. then it's just a matter of basic framing. Like it's funny when it comes <clears> to framing. I'm one of the few people I know that keeps the grid turned on on my iPhone camera <laughs> because I'm like those lines and every yeah. picture I take, I'm like, no, hold on, it's not leading perfect. Right. Like, and it's weird because my sister and I both have an eye for that. She uh, did you see several months ago? There was a portrait of George Strait on the cover of Texas Monthly. It was a black and white portrait of mm. George Strait. And my sister wrote this thing where she was like, okay, this is so simple, but fuck. The beauty of... This is the most perfect fucking portrait imaginable. And just went off on it. And that's the thing is when you know it, it's... All I know is I saw a video of George Strait playing a Brooks and Dunn song. Man, George Strait had glasses on. Uh, it made me feel very, very old. Yeah. Strait, that's one of those where it's like, you want to talk about something that Texans can take pride in? Okay, that is the cover. Oh, Where she was good. like, just the framing, the Christmas. Fuck. That's good. And I don't care what anyone says. You don't like country music. Get drunk. Have that moment where you're feeling a little low. And you want to get lower. And put on put on fucking Amarillo by morning. Well, you want to get really low. Just go for the, gus- the gusto. Yeah. And go for George Jones. Oh, God, yeah. But if oh. uh, that, that heroin may be a little too pure. Yeah. So I might want to. Might want to cut or, that. Or fucking George Strait's, I'd like to have that one back. Yeah. You know, like, oh. But Anything Amarillo pre Love Bug cover, George Strait is yeah. just. Amarillo by morning. I remember being in Nashville, which again, the only city I want to go back to that I've ever visited. That I'm like, uh, honestly, as much as I want to go back to Dublin, I want to go back to Nashville. I go to Nashville. Oh, you'd, you would love it. Sure. You would fucking love it. If you go to Nashville, go to Robert's Western World from 11 a.m. to 1. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and hear Dave Cox playing their cocktail hour. It's fucking Is awesome. There, are there walking cocktails in Nashville? Uh, no, no. Shh. But you can get a fried bologna sandwich, a bag of chips, and a beer for like 3 or $4. Okay, that's yeah. fine enough. I don't need one while I'm walking. <laughs> and have one guy playing guitar and singing old country songs on stage. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time when we talked about New Orleans, but the, mm. the walking cocktail thing. Yeah. And I understood that. I heard about it. Right. Excuse me. I heard about it. I did not understand it. Yeah. Now you do. Now now I do. And it's hard to live my life now <laughs> without the ability to just, you know, while I'm walking around, drop in for a sonic Route 44-sized <laughs> liquor drink. Leave the bar that you're in and not have to finish your drink. And like, oh, do you, you need a walker? <laughs> yeah. A traveler? Yes, uh, please. I'm so glad I didn't uh, go to that... Uh, city when I was in my 20s. It oh. killed me. Oh, God. Oh, course Light. There we go. There you go. Now I'm feeling better. I'm tapping the Rockies. There you go. Um, And yeah. that blue can, because it's cold. It's cold, because I can't touch it. Who, me? Who, me? Um, <coughs> the, yeah, that right there, that's like being on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Like, oh, I can just leave. Yeah, that's it? nice, too. Yeah. Just push it down a little further. Uh, buy a box of wine at the fucking CVS on the Riverwalk. Like, they have handheld boxes of wine that you watch. It's like a juice box, but a wine juice box. It's just box. a good time. It's, it's just fun. Speaking of things like of towns I can go back to, I can go back yeah. to that. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. And it is, it's, 
It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, what the fuck were we talking about there? Oh, we were talking about cities and then yeah. Nashville and yeah, fucking Rome drinks. though. Like I've been to Rome, and Rome is a fucking nightmare. Roma, Roma, it's, it's Roma, a fucking nightmare. Okay, as many Catholic churches as Boston has Dunkin' Donuts. That's a lot. Easily, uh, it's beautiful. What's weird is Rome. There are areas of you don't even have to try to make. You can accidentally shoot the most beautiful picture you've ever seen in your life. That's what I was in trying Rome. to. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to get at. Yeah, <laughs> you like, can just stumble really into what it. We're doing. Yeah, I'm just gonna set this camera up yeah. here. Yeah, it's what everything looks like uh, when you go to Hobby Lobby and they've got the framed posters already all, and it's of <laughs> some quaint village with a bicycle that has yes. flowers in the basket of it, and the <laughs> handlebars are turned just right. so. Everything in Italy looks, looks like, that. like that. It's yeah. fucking great. And their pizza's weird. It's like, well, this pizza, it's like every slice is different. Like this this slice will have salami and pepperoni, right. but the slice over there is going to have some bell pepper and olives and a little bit of ham on it. It's so fucking This will be great. only bread and oil Yeah, for you to remember this will, that you are blessed. For a moment, that almost went German. Like, almost. This will be bread and this oil, so be, you well, will appreciate Maybe it's northern Italy. You don't know. <laughs> you will appreciate it. The northern you Italy. son of a bitch. <laughs> Those wops <laughs> had blonde hair and blue eyes. I forget the moment, but we, uh, Hope and I watched Zootopia, and there was a moment where something happened, and all of a sudden this German accent... He has gone insane because of... And I was like, that's Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh, my God. This is not a natural state for... Oh, my God. Did you hear about the deleted scene from Zootopia? No. Where, um... I haven't seen this. But, um... The movie, I mean. No. Um... The bears or whatever, like... The, the coming-of-age party for the little bear son uh-huh. was getting his tracker or his shot collar. Uh-huh. And they were all like, "Yeah, you're you're one of us now." And he has his tracker shot collar on oh, his neck. Whoa, whoa! Hey, that hey, shit just got man. dark. I'm not a big fan of zoos anyway, but yeah. back the fuck off that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want your kid to be in therapy. We're going to put this tattoo on his arm. <laughs> Which, uh, speak- Which right, yeah, okay, oh, back to fucking back to back. Yeah. Michael Camino and Eli Vi- Eli Weisel going in. Oh. And all I can say after that is, damn, I love the deer hunter. Yeah. Oh, deer hunter so fucking good. Um, Brian, a buddy of mine who's been on the show many, many years ago. We got to mm. get him back up here for another one. Uh, for, fellow English teacher. He was teaching night uh, mm. and showed Ellie Weisel and Oprah at Auschwitz and going through talk. Oprah needed to shut the fuck up. No I, one cares about you how said you that? feel there. <laughs> and that... Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's just like a fucking... Hydra serpent of good guy badges. <laughs> oh, God, every yeah. scale is a I good guy. Feel I at this feel moment, like, And that's for shit where you can just see in Ellie Weisel's face, like, really? We're in Auschwitz. We're in Birkenau, where I lived for... A while. And Block 56? Yeah. And 66. Uh, and uh, I really want to know how you tell me. feel here. Tell, tell me more, tell Oprah. Tell me about how horrible it feels for tell you, me how you. Tell me how you have bread every day. Every day. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. So gross. Yeah, it really is. It's so but the gross. thing, what's weird with Italy is like, 
Okay, there was a, the episode of The Simpsons with Hank Scorpio. Yes. If I could destroy a city, Paris or, you know, no one ever says Italy. I would. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Italy, Italy, I know you listened. But if I had to choose from my experience in both places mm. of either Paris or Italy, uh, either France or Italy being wiped off the map, buongiorno. <laughs> bon fucking giorno. Oh, bon fortuna, so sir. Wow. Um, wow. I will say the, the coolest. Well, Jim. Hello, <laughs> When uh, we were in France, actually, we were waiting in the very long line to go through the catacombs. And there's a really cool couple in front of us with their daughter who was, you know, 13 or 14. And me and my friends, we just, we became friends in line. And then we were just like fucking with the, we were like older brothers, like fucking mm. with the daughter while we were going there. They paid for us to go through it. Nice. They were like, no, yeah. But they were also the folks who showed us pictures of, well, here's the private boat that we took to our hotel in Venice. Like, oh, oh fuck mm. you. <laughs> Um, Explore the world but in I w- comfort. The beauty of that, of being broke in a place like Rome or... Th- when I was in Paris, I have pictures of the lunch, of pictures of myself at the lunch that I took that I ate whilst in Paris because we just bought a bottle of wine and some shit at a, a grocery store, like some mm. bread, and I sat underneath uh, a sculpture called The Thinker oh. and ate it. Nice. And yeah, it was, but like Paris has this very like... Paris very much is what you want Rome to look like. I see. It's very shiny. Like, even the run-down parts, you're like, oh, my God. Right. This is so Parisian. Italy is just like Eagle Pass, but really big. Oof. It's like dusty, and everything's a little bit run down, and the service is really shitty. It's awful. And everyone's kind of an asshole. Yeah. French are not rude. If you're cool to French people, they're cool with you. If you're cool to an Italian, they're still Italian. <laughs> Damn shame. But then when you look at it, like, Paris went through some shit, but Italy was part of the shit. Like, they were the ones who were like, that Mussolini chap. Yeah. Yes, he's got some good ideas. Yeah, yeah. No, he really... He did. It just didn't... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's sort of like he had good ideas in the way Stalin kind of had good ideas at the beginning. Oh, Stalin had great ideas. Yeah. Stalin had super dupes ideas. (laughs) None of which had anything to do with helping out his people. Oh, no, 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 no. So you could at least look back at the impetus of, of... uh, fascism, yeah, actual fascism, and go, well, not the Huffington Post fascism. Yeah. Say, well, yeah, there's something there. I mean, the road to hell's paved with good intentions. Yes, but like, well, we're at least we're trying to not do this or that. Mm-hmm. We're trying to pave a new way. Exactly. Didn't work out. Yeah. And then, um, and, and yeah, you backed the wrong horse. Yeah, for sure. And this movie, it just shows that and if it had worked oh. out, uh, Germany would have turned on you too. Oh God, yes. Oh, absolutely. That's why it's like me and my buddies used to joke about with the the Recio, the these young men, all those guys. Like, yeah, yeah, you're what Hitler would have used to get into power, and then yeah. betrayed immediately and had yeah, killed. Yeah. The fascism did not initially have a racial component, a biological yeah. racial component. Yeah, it was they, Jewish people were part of the, uh, the yeah. founding of it. You're Italian. Yeah, that's all that that's matters. All that matters. Yeah. But whatever. This though, what's fascinating <clears throat> to me is going through. The, the the way the church is part of their life there, where he follows the guy who dealt with the bicycle thief mm. into the church where they're shaving people in feet. But you have to sit yep. through mass first. Yep. Sit through mass and you get starch on starch. Enough, exactly. <laughs> starch is insult. 
Exactly like Dominic Toretto's father. My dad would have a barbecue every Sunday. But if you didn't go to church, you didn't get to have any barbecue. Right. Your dad's a dick, man. Yeah, well, guess who's going to mass? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what, it's a free barbecue. What the fuck? It's an hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's if it's Catholic. Yeah, Catholic mass is... If you're going to a mass... Yeah. Oh, Catholic mass is where it's at. Yeah. And it's, 40 minutes yeah. minimum hour tops. The best. If okay. it's a high mass, eat somewhere else. Because those go on. Yeah. Father Dan Hennessy at uh, St. Luke's, in Sa- mm. which I joked with my mom. Yeah, when I'm in Ireland, I look up Father Hennessy's family. There, how many Hennessys can there be in Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, while they were rebuilding the church, there was like a Christmas midnight mass that they had to hold in the gym, which was not heated. Yeah. And Hennessy was like, I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate you all being here. It's called literally 30 minutes and everyone was yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've my, been to those. My mom jokes, uh, all of the nuns and the and Hennessy were Irish. They had the Irish accent. Mm. And uh, this is the first brilliant statement ever made by a young cherubic-faced James Dirks mm. or Jimmy in those days. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, no, Sister Stephanie does not speak English. She speaks Catholic. Because that's what I interpreted the Irish pretty accent much. as, and pretty much. pretty much, yeah. You get, um, though I'm a lapsed Catholic, I I can feel it pulling at my heart if the priest has an Irish accent. Oh God, I, yes. Oh well, let me reconsider yeah. the mysteries of the Church of Rome. Uh-huh. And what's funny is if you're not Catholic, there the whole church scene doesn't make sense. But it's like they walk by uh, no. and stop and kneel and genuflect. Oh, <laughs> Oh, hold on, man. Uh, you know the Tom Lear song. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. That, Vatican uh, Rag? Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. You sent it to me and, on a mixtape yeah. when I was 15. <laughs> yes. And and I immediately knew, like, he's going to know every fucking <laughs> word of this. And genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. I had all of my mom's original first edition wax pressings yeah, of all of absolutely. Tom Lear's shit. Uh, first you get down on your knees, fiddle with it's your rosaries. rosaries, bow your head with great respect, and genuflect, 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 genuflect. Yeah. do whatever steps you want if you have cleared them with the pontiff. Everybody says on Kyrie eleison, doing the Vatican rag. Yeah. But yeah, that was so great. But when, seriously, walking by, stopping, kneeling, bowing your head, and crossing yourself as you walk by the altar. Yeah, and we talk, fucking better. Yeah, we talked about... Uh, while the movie was on, when you'd walk into church, there's a little thing of holy water that you dab your finger on and you do the sign of the cross. And when you were a kid, you just did the basic spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. There were people that would do this weird little, like, doing a cross on their forehead with a thumb. I forget what else it was, oh, but it was the, like uh, this really involved, like, three, like, like all some this shit with the, it. Some will do the hardcore old Latin rite where they... Cross themselves in her forehead and then kiss the feet. Oh, yeah. Cross themselves, kiss the feet, yeah. and then, yeah. yeah. Which oh. makes zero sense. None. If you're not a Catholic out there. Yeah. What the fuck what are you talking fuck? about? Cross yourself and kiss the feet. Yeah. What the fuck's going on there? How, how long were you an altar boy? Um, Forever. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Uh, how many uh, altar boys did you train? <laughs> like, I still can... I, I trained so many altar see. boys. Up until we moved. Yeah. So... To 92? So, tw- yeah, about the same time with yeah. me. I was about 16 when I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So 24 years ago, I trained so many altar boys that I can still claim to be in charge of the altar boy program at St. Luke's. There you go. Fuck yeah. But it's so deeply, deeply Catholic. And it's... Unless you're Catholic, it's an odd 
cult. Let's be honest. It's an odd, massive. Cult my ass. We're the first. Yeah. The Sorry. First, yeah. yeah. Upon this rock. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such a y'all are cult. <laughs> yeah. You it's so different you. from the rest of Christianity uh, because it it just is. It's so As, old school. Uh, like we're holding on to shit from two. As Julius Evola would say. Um, my religion is Roman Catholicism. You look in my face and you see pagan Rome staring out. Yeah. That is a lot. When when the uh, more Judaic forms of Christianity happen mm. later in Protestant, Protestantism and evangelical, whatever. Right. Uh, they look back and say, those Catholics are pagans. You're not far off. Not really. No. Because uh, there was a lot of blending. Mm-hmm. A lot of blending. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Sort of. We'll take that. So what's, sure. your, what's your fucking problem? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not going to gather in a bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> a... <laughs> and sing about it for three oh, hours. No. We're not. We we're not. Have... We've got an hour. We don't and have... This is ornate. Yeah, we don't have tents. Sorry. Vatican II fucked my argument up really bad. But before that, at least you knew you were in yeah. for a show. Oh, here's a strip mall. Great. Great. <laughs> Fan fucking tastic. Let's all and, talk and sing about Jesus in this Sam's warehouse. And here's the way I put it. Here's how you can tell how much of a, a of an altar boy you are, how well you were trained. At what point did you ring the bell? When he lifts up the yes, of course. When the hands raised, you yeah. ring the bell during the uh, what's that called? A presentation of the Eucharist? No, no, no. no the Tran- no. transubstantiation. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, transfer now. That's not did hard. I just religious Clint Campbell? Yeah, you did. Good job. First 25 years, first time that happened. Good job. But in Italy, like, it's weird that he didn't immediately go to the church because that's what they do. It's, yeah. it's so. Oh, fuck it. He's up on the bottles. Oh, yeah. Those are Nick's. Oh, shit. I think I only have like four of them in there. Oh, no, there's a lot of bottles in here. Four or five. Uh, Jesus. This is. <laughs> Why do you have so much soda? Just in case. <laughs> yeah. There could have been mixed drinks. I don't know. Yeah. You have some Lacqua? Lacqua. This house is built out of 40% liquor bottles. Don't yeah, you? it is. This room is about 80% <laughs> shit. Um, but no, the, the, the church, I'm almost surprised at how small a role the church played in this. Well, probably because it just was. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, but also... As I had to point out to you, because this movie takes place over three days. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 first day, it is getting a job that that changes everything. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, we need. He gets the bike. Oh my god, we're good. And how great is it with Bruno cleaning the bike? And this dent. It wasn't here before. It wasn't here before. Ah, they never pay. Ah, they never pay. Ah. And but that's how important it is. Yeah, exactly. He knows that bike like the back of his hand. Exactly. He goes out, gets trained for about five minutes like a police officer in the U.S. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Sorry for any cops. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's just a funny joke. And that's not making fun of you. That's saying that your system doesn't give you the support you need. It ain't your fault. It's theirs, motherfuckers. Right. But uh, So they go out. He goes out, gets trained, doing his job. Day one, first poster. He's hanging on his own. These motherfuckers steal his bike. I have a question yes. for the first yeah. of the multiple bicycle thieves. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that guy steals that guy's bike. Right. There's a scene later on outside the association 
soccer match, uh-huh. football match. Yes. Where there are fucking thousands of bikes. Yeah. Why not steal from there? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. rob this poor bastard? I guess well, that's probably more security. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, and as you saw, you get caught. The issue I well, take is when it comes to stealing, stealing from a working man. That's why um, from The Wire, there were these great things that they did where there were these shorts, these little shorts that were released online that showed kind of the where these characters started out. Like they had Proposition mm. Joe in school yeah. stopping a fight by offering. Here's a proposition. What if we do? Uh, but they show Omar where he and his brother go and do their first stick up. They hold up this guy at a bench on like waiting for a bus and he's like like yeah he's got money he's got money he's like i will give you my money but please let me keep my wallet i he has you know an accent he's obviously mm. in him i do not have time to take off of work to go get another driver's license any of that and they take it and then omar and his they they go back they're counting the money and omar as a child goes we just took money from a working man Mm-hmm. Like I don't care, and literally looks at his brother and be- all but points a gun at his brother. Says, "Give me the fucking money." Walks and gives it back to the guy. And from that point on, Omar is the only, in my mind, honest thief right. because I'm only stealing from criminals. Right. Stealing from a working man. Yeah, that's fucked. Up. That's fucking low. <laughs> that's that's the lowest. You know that just Jesus because when he's sitting there, and I, I talked to you about this like. I've interviewed for jobs mm. and I've seen what they paid and I'm like, fuck, if I got this job, I could do X, Y, Z. I'm literally looking at what the pay is and I'm like, yeah, holy sure. shit. And when he sits down with his son, he's like, write this down. This much a month, this much a month overtime, this much a day family allowance. Oh my God, what we could have done with that. Right. And how in an instant it's gone. Gone. Because some guys don't feel like working or thinking, ah, fucking just... Just fuck him, yeah. Fuck this guy, yeah. People will get away with what they want to get away with. Mm -hmm. Can get away with. Yeah, and it was just depressed. It's so sad because it is that turning on the people who can't afford it. And at no point is this film melodramatic. No, it's not. That's the beauty of it, is everything is presented, even down to the point where the guy that he, he corners is the dude who stole his bike. Even I'm like, well, is that the guy? No, oh, it's the guy. Yeah, but I'm like, but is it? It's because right. If it's not, but everybody backs him up. Oh yeah. Well, it just you know, it sets up uh, the awful choice he has to make later. Yeah, because he can't get when, anywhere. Once you finally, you spend all this time in the film trying to find this guy, and uh-huh. you finally do. It's a higher wall to climb than anything else he's had that, to yeah. thus far. Yeah. So of course, when an. It, he can find no he can find no recompense for yeah. for this. So yeah. now now he's driven to this shit. When a when an honest man has everything stripped away, what the fuck happens? I and love all the pacing. Yeah, yeah. The pacing of not knowing what to do, mm-hmm. not knowing what decision to make. Yeah, yeah. Talk about hiring non actors. Uh huh. And uh, the realism. Uh huh. There are. Three separate scenes where he is literally just pacing about. Uh-huh. I don't mean fucking movie pacing. No, uh-uh. like, what to do here? Why yeah. am I in a pickle? I mean, he just kind of he'll go three steps, then two, then one, then turn around, then look around the corner, then stop, then three yeah. steps. Uh-huh. It's it's exactly the same kind of decision or or movement you would make if you're trying to make a decision you know you shouldn't, but you need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you just 
and that how kinetic that, anxiety. That, yeah, yeah, that anxiety yeah. just completely translates to the physical. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck. And it it's good. And what's weird about it is think about it. Any time in your life, everybody in here has done some shit in their life that they know is wrong. Oh, uh, While yeah. doing it, yes. they knew oh, yeah. it was wrong. Yes. What physically did you do mm-hmm. beforehand? Did you just calmly walk up and do it, or was it a let's get into character? Right. Let's take a fucking moment, work up. Fuck, I can't, I can't. No, 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 no. Yes, I have to, I have to. Fuck. Okay, no, no, I. Fuck. I mean, that you internal just do dialogue, it and you, yeah. And you pace about it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but everyone is like, uh, oh shit, oh shit. Right. In the back of your mind, you're like, just, no, just no, fucking no, do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. You know you're good. Just do it. Just sure. do it, man. What's what? Hey, man. Just hey, do man. it. Just do, do it. Man. You know you want to. The fire rises. Uh, and just, the, and what kills is how at the end, even though Bruno's there looking at him, to Antonio, that relationship has changed forever. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it, he stole the bike. Yeah, got caught almost immediately. Yeah, and his son saw the whole thing. Uh, and it's like, and they let him go. Yeah, the uh, the owner of the bike saw the kid and was like, "Yeah, oh. so I don't want to press any charges. I don't want any trouble." Uh huh. Lets him go, but the kid is not looking at his father, and he's obviously diminishing the kid's eyes. Yeah, yeah. And that's and he, he, the last shot you see of Antonio's face, uh-huh. he's walking into the sun with tears down his eyes, and then you see another shot of them just as. One of the number of the crowd. Dissolve into the crowd. Right. And what I love about that sort of thing is when you think about the meaning of a shot like that. Right. Like the meaning of that shot, if I was teaching a class, I'd, I'd press the kids until they said something. I'm not going to do that. Meaning of that shot is he's in this crowd of people. Now he is among this unnumbered, unnamed, faceless mask. Yeah. Every single one of them has a story. How many of them have been in that point? How many of them have sure. dealt with that? How many of them have had... I have to do something I don't want to fucking do. Well, it's just like the the row of bikes outside the Coliseum. Yeah, or all Each of one, the sheet, or all of the bed sheets. Yeah, 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 it's the same thing. What? How much does this bike represent to whoever owns it? Yeah, yeah. Or when he stole the bike from that guy, what this bike is all? He I have. said so. Yeah, he said it outright. It's a statement. That, the thing that always fascinates me, like every apartment complex you drive by is a thousand stores you don't know anything about oh yeah um i remember like when i managed the movie theater at lake line mall like i know where the office is Mm -hmm. and i'm like every time i go through a theater now i'm like behind this door behind that door up in the projection booth there's two guys fucking around there's in that there's a on a sunday night okay are these managers the cool types who are trading emergency movie tickets for food from the local chili so sure. that everyone can eat. And much like me when we played the Green Mile and the last show was at you know 10.30, mm. which meant that we didn't leave until damn near one. How many of these have two dudes drinking up in the booth? Plenty, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, because we're done with everything three hours before, you know, two hours before we get to leave. So let's just drink some like Every sandwich yeah. shop I walk into, mm-hmm. like, okay, first of all, there's too many people working here this hour. Yeah. Second of all, how many of y'all are high? Yeah. Because I was. Yes. Yes, you are high, all of you. All of you. But that idea of what's happening behind it all, that face in the yeah. crowd, you lock in and what is their story. And in this, it's unfortunately, I'm willing to bet that is a story 
in Italy at least at that time that was everyone who saw that movie was like, oh, that's like what happened to poor Giuseppe. Sure. You know? it When the system breaks you, and that's the problem that I have with any area where there is, and I'm going to go on my libertarian thing, where there's too much dependence on a central government because that government at some point is going to fuck up and let everybody down. Mm-hmm. And with this, in Italy at that time, he had this idea where it's like, no, we we are part of this group that is involved, that is part of all, that we are connected yeah, to. Yeah, it, it went... And it, and it, it takes it, care of us. You can see the... Um crumbling of the idea of during fascism's high point yeah. where there were jobs made to build up the country yeah uh work on the roads work on the bridges we, yeah you've you've heard this all you know shovel ready jobs yeah winky you know. face yeah but work an the actual w- the wpa yeah but actually happened yeah and then as that dissolved and things crumbled and uh, the geopolitics involved became brought pressure to bear on Italy and Europe in general. Uh-huh. Then you saw those makeshift jobs turn into actual makeshift jobs. Yeah. Where, you, yes, it would be good to hire someone to sweep the streets, but you don't need 30 people on the same street corner. Yeah, and when we looked at it, looking at... With, there's a scene by the way, where, when they pan away from that, yeah. from the 30 fucking guys yeah. sweeping one corner, uh-huh. it pans to three or four guys on a bike yeah. coming with brooms to do the same thing. Yep, it's all there. And with the, the, the shovel-ready, all that... Uh, I remember there's a high school in San Antonio. I believe it was Jefferson High School, but I could be wrong, uh, that we did a one-act play competition at once. And all my, my sister was like, you're going to be blown away. When in the theater was amazing. The school was amazing. And that's because it was a WPA project. Mm, yeah. They're like, well, there's a staircase in it. We got these artisan wood carvers, <laughs> which led to, you know how Schwarzenegger made his initial for- fortune? No. He bodybuilder all that started doing uh bricklaying and stuff mm-hmm. and started calling it uh artist it was either artisan or spe- or art but artis- artisanal european bricklayers which meant him and some foreign dudes right. were laying bricks and paving shit but people were like wow that yes <laughs> and he was able to exploit that Excellent. but yeah the sweet the street sweeper scene I, both i remember pointing at the saying how many fucking people do they need? And it is literally one where you could have had one hardworking guy or a bunch of dudes who are like, no, my job is to sweep these <laughs> five square yeah. feet, pass the dirt on to the next guy. And it is yeah. this, uh, how anything in that country got done is amazing. Uh, this represents the longest we've ever talked about one movie. <laughs> well, we're in an hour, nice. which means we are, I think, at a point where we can wrap it up. Yeah, I'd say so. But um, you know, this is—it's one of those movies that I think everybody needs to see. Yeah, and it is. There's a reason that it is. There's a, a list of like the thousand movies everyone needs to see before they die. This is in Flash the top Gordon five. is yeah. not on that list, and that's a crime. It means that it's invalid. But this is in the top five. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and uh, play out with this. But you know how to get in touch with us and all yeah. that shit. Rate uh, and review us on iTunes. Yes. Next week we will be back with a movie from France called La Haine or Hate. Oh. So that should be fun. And then the week after that is the movie I've been waiting to watch with Clarkson. Ace in the hole. Nice. I'll change your life, boy. 
So catch you next time. Bye-bye. Okay, while this is playing, I'm going to see if I can do this. From the shore dimly seen through the mist of the night where the enemies, ho- where the enemies, where the foe's haughty host in dread silence repo- reposes, what is that which is seen through the mist of the night as it blows in the breeze, half concealed, half discloses? Now it catches the beam of the morning's first gleam as it fitfully blows in the t- of the stream. Tis the star-spangled banner, so long may it wave. Or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Nice. I can't believe I remember that much of the second verse. Good job. It's a great fucking song. How weird is it that I know Steve Vai, Billy Sheehan, and Greg Bissonette? Well, I know that. <laughs> if Steve Vai lived 200 years ago, he would have been burned as a witch. witch. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Now check out the Live Masters. Bye-bye.